problem with big tech companies is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse, search for, watch, tweeted. They use this data and turn it into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN, and you should do. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Protect your privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support this show, strike back against big tech, and keep identity thieves at bay. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Man, what a weekend. What an unbelievable weekend. I think, you know what we should do first of all uh, today on this Monday morning? I think, Karana, you should thank me. All right, just thank me. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank me. Thank Thank me. Because uh, I'm not sure if a word for me, you would be watching as much football as you're watching. I think I've forced you to watch more football. And I said this at the beginning of the weekend. uh, I tweeted it. I said it's the best TV sports weekend of the year. Uh, I then made I then made my predictions and I got most of them wrong. Yes, it's, you got it's fun. I, got, I, I went one for three, but that's okay. I didn't put any money on it. I put my reputation on the line. You it's did. kind of fun when you make your picks on Twitter. You get it wrong. You just wait for the blowback. And people, you idiot! What do you know? That and is fun. <laughs> it was. It's almost like betting. You know, you got something at stake. I'm going to continue to do that. There's only you know three more games, but. I uh, it, I felt pretty good about my picks, and then the game started, and they went to hell. Uh, and 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 Brady got eliminated, and Aaron Rodgers got eliminated. I was really hoping for Brady Rodgers NFC title game, <laughs> didn't happen. They both got bounced, and I mean, I sat there as I often do in a complete NFL trance, watching this 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 product, this incredibly entertaining product. I hate. I hate Roger Goodell. I hate lots of things about the NFL, but God, I love the games. I love the playoff games. I love the pressure. It was spectacular entertainment. It, you know what What helps when it's zero degrees out and you got no other, you got, you, your options are limited. You just want so to sitting, stay home, eat a little food, drink a little, drink a little put, something and watch the TV. Yes, put I a log it. on the fire and watch football for seven hours a day for two days. This is the best sports weekend it's better than wildcard weekend because it includes the top seeds and includes all the best play, uh, you know, the best teams. Obviously, two of the teams are going to go to the Super Bowl. You can't say that in wildcard weekend, but you can in this one, whatever it's called, divisional weekend. It was great. It was absolutely great. And uh, I was disappointed. I was rooting for the Bills. I was rooting for the Bucks. I was rooting for the Packers. And they all blew it. There was some unbelievable choke jobs, which is part of the thrill. It's just, it's just such pressure. There is one and done is it's unlike anything else. One and done is, is incredible amount of pressure. And you know, the, the, just the atmosphere. And it always amazes me when I watch uh, a weekend like this and you see good teams, good play, great players like Aaron Rodgers get bounced uh, out of the board or Josh Allen get bounced. And you say, the Patriots and Tom Brady did that six times. Went, you know, obviously they went to the playoffs every year, but they went 
through this grind, through this grueling couple of weeks and ended up in the Super Bowl, well, they won it six times. Brady's won it seven times. The road to the Super Bowl is so damn hard. It's, uh, it is it is an accomplishment I don't think I'll ever see in my life. Uh, someone do you know, win seven Super Bowls. One guy certainly won't see too many guys go out there and put up uh, MVP numbers at the age of 44. Tom Brady lost, and then all the attention turned to his future and what he will do. We got we got the sound. It was unbelievable sound, wasn't it? No, um, no, it was nothing. Just I'm like I expected. Uh, I'm not thinking about that, guys. Yeah, we just lost. Uh, not 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 thinking about it. Sorry. I mean, you got to ask the question, but you know what he's going to say. You got to ask. And you know, even if he had made up his mind, he wasn't going to say it in that spot. He won't for a while. They were just reporting somebody on ESPN said he's going to take a month and then decide, I will tell you what I think he's going to do as the one who told you he was going to go to Tampa. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. He told you he was going to go to Tampa. He went to Tampa. He's had a hell of a, uh, whatever, second, second act, third act, fourth act of his career. It really was a remarkable year. And uh, he's just like Aaron Rodgers. He's on the outside looking in. Uh, I thought the Kansas City Bills was was heartbreaking because Josh Allen was so damn good, so fun. Would have been great to see the Bills playing at home in the AFC title game, but they're out, and the hateable Kansas City Chiefs are moving on. We have our final four. I will, uh, I will break that. We got, we got, uh, we heard from Antonio Brown, the biggest a hole in the NFL, or who's ever been in the AS, AFL. We a. In the NFL, we heard from A.B. after the game, as classy as ever. Tom Curran, uh, NFL uh, Patriot Pete guy from Boston, who uh, you know seen every snap Brady's ever taken, made a really good observation yesterday. And I was thinking the same thing, and I was thinking of tweeting the same thing. He beat me to it. He said, Tom Brady has provided more entertaining television than anybody anybody in America in the last 20 years. And I tried to come up with just a list of people who would be in the conversation. And as usual, when it's Tom Brady, there's no, there's not a lot of debate. Brady has ended all, all the great sports radio debates, you know, the best quarterback, the best, uh, the best player ever, you know, the best uh, quarterback, best quarterback, the best player ever, the big best winner ever, the best clutch player ever. All those things we used to debate about, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago are out, over. Gone. <laughs> he just ended all those debates. It's too bad. I would have liked to have seen him get at least one more game. It's not going to happen. We'll get to that. All the, all the, just all the amazing action over the weekend and my awful predictions. Uh, also, um, I got another question. Yeah. Liberals in the media are coming around. You know, they're coming around. They're saying, gee. Maybe these uh, crazy uh, mandates, maybe all these masks, maybe it's not working. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe Fauci and friends were wrong all along. Am I supposed to salute these people for their courage? Or am I supposed to say, where the hell you been? It's almost two years, and lots of us have been saying this for a long time, a year and a half, two years. Yes. And now people, people are coming around, and it's... Uh, I'm a little reluctant to call them, you know, heroes and say they are showing great courage. Although it's not easy to go against the grain as Bill Maher has done for a long time. Bill Maher's been doing it for a while. 
and, and pissing off all the people on his side who used to worship him. But lots of other uh, lefties are coming around, and I'm just a little reluctant to uh, to give them credit and call them courage. Uh, say call it courage, but uh, we can get to that. We got another uh, absolutely dreadful Saturday Night Live. It was just it was just so uncomfortably bad. I can't believe I still I I hate watch. I watch it just to see if they can continue to be as bad as they have as bad as they were like the week before. If you thought it was bad Saturday night, just wait a week. It gets worse. It's so uncomfortably bad. I can, I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you, but we don't have to play any of it, but uh, okay. we'll get to that. And a lot more in today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, come on, what was your favorite moment of this incredible NFL weekend? Oh, I think it was the the comeback by uh, by Brady that only resulted in the loss. I mean, that was that was so mind boggling. Same. I mean, twenty-seven to three. If, if he would have won that one, it would have been okay. That now that's his that's his greatest comeback. But uh, you know, but, you know what you're right. I, I will say because he obviously came back from twenty-eight yes. to three in the Super Bowl, but he had better weapons. He I did. think. I think the reason I didn't expect the comeback this time was that you, they kept showing like his offensive linemen are all limping and they're hurt and they're leaving and they couldn't stop the pass rush and he was throwing to Gronk and Mike Evans because he right. didn't trust anybody else and you're saying. All right, this time he is limited. He, he doesn't nothing. have the receivers. He doesn't have the protection. He doesn't have the team around him he had with the 28-3. to three. And that bond and to the, Evans was crazy. That was such a great throw, such a great it, catch. And, and that was against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, exactly. Might be one of the best, you know, is definitely one of the best corners, cover corners in the NFL. They burned him for a touchdown. And it just, you could feel the whole country watching and saying, Oh, geez, not is again. he really going to do it again? Yeah. And you know what? He did it again. He did it again. <laughs> he tied it up. And then they, uh, uh, then the defense choked. I mean, the, what, what the Tampa defense did. And I, again, I'm watching, I'm, uh, I'm kind of getting all emotional. And I'm just saying, how do you do that? How do you let them behind you? Cooper cups. Had, is the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. He won the triple crown, the most touchdowns, the most yards, uh, the most catches. He had an amazing year. He was having an amazing game, and he runs a deep pattern up up the middle. Antonio Winfield lets him get behind him, but I'm watching him going, wait a second. You're playing for overtime here. Don't you have three deep guys? Aren't you playing right. that deep zone and, and not letting anyone behind you? They let Cooper Cup get behind him. In fact, they let him get open twice. He got out of bounds the first time. The second time he got open deep, set up the field goal. The Rams win. That was shocking. You know what? That shocked me. As soon as Brady tied it, I said, Brady's done it again. Brady's going to the NFC title game. If you're Brady, aren't you you pissed at your coaches for uh, for the scheme? Like, do you think that this, he could, I think this would, if I were him, it would piss me off so much, I might think about going somewhere else. Yeah, well, he can't and he won't, but. Yeah, I you know obviously they got all these salary cap issues. I believe the kid, the, the guy they lost, Chris Godwin, is a free agent, and God did they miss him. He needed somebody else. I guess he doesn't trust uh, Scotty Miller that much. I mean, he started going to him, but 
you look at Gronk and Gronk's slowed down. Man, he's he's still good. He's still tough. He's still, you know, a fun guy to watch. But man, when he's chugging up the field, you're saying that's you know whatever nine ten years of taking hits from going over the middle. And he's a decade younger than Brady. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every well, everybody's a decade younger than Brady. But it was it is remarkable to see him out there. I thought the big story was going to be the refs, and I'm always the first guy ready to kick them in the head. But they called three 15-yard penalties in the first half against Tampa, and they were all ridiculous. Brady got essentially a, a technical foul. It felt like I was watching basketball, and he was bitching at the refs, so they gave him a tee. I've never seen – Brady's never got called on this in his career, but I've never seen any player, let alone a star quarterback, get a penalty for just complaining about a call or a non-call. Mm. He got hit in the chin. He had the blood to prove it. He was making his case, and this 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 – egomaniac Sean Hockley, Hockley, the ref calls a 15-yard penalty for Tom Brady complaining while bleeding. He had the evidence there. Look, I'm bleeding. Obviously got hit in the chin. You didn't call it. And this a-hole, Sean Hockley, calls a penalty. Also called uh, Andamakat Sue for, for yelling at Matt uh, uh, Stafford, Stafford, yelling at his former teammate. That's it. That's a penalty. And then another guy took his helmet off and slammed it. Another 15-yard penalty. It was ridiculous, but and in the end, that was forgotten, and that was old news because Brady brought his team back and almost won. And after the game, I, I didn't quite get this last week. It was cr- this kind of creeping buzz around the playoffs on uh, Thursday, Friday. Is this Brady's last game? I'm not sure where that came from. <clears throat> no idea. Um, but I didn't see any reason to believe it like brady's told us told me a hundred times that he will quit when he sucks you you know and he 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 would make a simple case and i believed it and obviously it's been true for 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 you know decade a decade now when people were asking him about when he going to retire he would say you know why 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 do people want me to retire i'm having a good time he's playing well he just had one of his i don't know two or three best years he led the nfl in yards, he led the NFL in in touchdowns. I believe he had. A, he's going to finish second in the MVP. I believe to Aaron Rodgers. He had an unbelievable year. He didn't get hurt. He didn't look old. He didn't slow down. So why do people want him to retire? No idea, and he shouldn't. I mean, as long as he's having a good time, he still he looks as good. He he looks as good as he did a decade ago. Like he's he not. Does, he does. Down. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. More guys don't do exactly what he's doing now. If I'm Baker Mayfield who, by the way, was drafted ahead of both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. If I'm Baker Mayfield, I am going to Brady, like you know, knocking on his door and saying, can I watch you for a, for a couple of days? Can you help? I want to eat what you eat. I want to do what you do. I want to you know, do the stretching and whatever else you do. Because he, it's just an amazing thing to watch. A 44-and-a-half-year-old, he'll, he'll come back next year. I believe he'll be 45, and he'll be good, if not great. Um. But his case was always simple. Like, why should I quit? I'm playing well and I'm loving it. You know, is obviously his his family's loving it too. They showed him up in the box. It's funny. You got this beautiful Brady family, beautiful Tom, beautiful Giselle, and then there's the brother-in-law Kevin Eucalyptus, the, <laughs> the ugly duckling sitting there. And I'm like, you know, you know God bless you, you. But she just, which one doesn't belong? It just doesn't feel right. But anyway, if you're winning, if you're having a good time. Uh, and you're and you love it, and your family can talk. They're enjoying it. 
Why do you quit? He never, he said that every time for years. Why do I, I I'm, I'm having, I'm, I, I love this. I love football. I love competing. You know, it's an unbelievable adrenaline rush. He's really good at it. He loves life in Florida. He's another Florida man who's, you know, found, found happiness down there. Why? What's the case well, for the only, quitting? The only case is, is uh, it is kind of a ticking time bomb in terms of getting hurt. But, but, but quarterback is really the position that you'd want to do it because you're so protected by the refs. But, you know, head injuries, that type of thing, he, he has to also think about the longevity of his life and what he wants to do after football. That, so. You know, that's, I mean, the only argument for it is he's got other plans. But he seems to be juggling, you know, all the, the balls without a problem. He's got yeah. all these businesses and, you know... Uh, documentaries and you know, the man in the arena and he's he's got a million things going on but he's always had a lot going on and he's managed it well um the the, the only argument for retirement is the he's he needs he has another thing in mind another chapter in i always said he was gonna he wouldn't do tv he wouldn't coach he would go into business and be a guru he's gonna be a guru he's gonna be a billionaire you know he's going to sell you know healthy lifestyle he's gonna be a wellness guy who if you ever see him on tv it'll be some high-end commercial for something yeah. that tv that his company sells whether it's exercise equipment or additives or set, uh, supplements uh, vitamins yeah. or whatever that will be what he does he'll be he, he he you know he hung out with tony robbins he i don't think he'll go full tony robbins but he will be sort of a uh you think he's gonna a be guru an evangelist, a, a health and wellness evangelist. We'll that is what he will do when he's done playing, but he's not done playing. I, I will be shocked. I could be wrong. I was wrong a few times this weekend. I'll be <laughs> shocked if Tom Edward Patrick Brady uh, retires. I don't think I'll he does be, either. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, you see, even in the press conference, he's standing there and generally guys get knocked out there. You know, the, you saw other players with, you know, ice packs on them and their blood and just, and he's standing there, you know, showered and clean and looks young as, and healthy as ever. And you're saying the only reason that guy would walk away is if he wasn't enjoying it. If yeah. he wasn't, if it, if it was a burden to come back and play football, obviously he's not going to do it just for the money, but he loves it. And he always would ask, why am I going to walk away from something I love? I'm having a blast. So I think that still applies at least for another year. I mean, hell, they had the, they tied for the best record in the NFL. He just won 13 games yeah. with that team. And granted they were banged up. They were hurt. But actually someone, you know, won, didn't someone win 14? Is that not the case? No, I think they tied the Packers. Uh, but oh, the, Packers, right. the, the, the tiebreaker went to the Packers who squandered it. They played one playoff game and scored on their first <laughs> possession. And after that just sucked. And I just saw a breakdown of Rogers, Aaron Rodgers. I was rooting for him just cause it, as I said, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking for some way to root, I, I say, who will annoy the media the most? And Aaron Rodgers was that guy and the media, as we know, we heard from that, that MVP voter who wouldn't vote for him because he, he's a bad guy and all the usual dead spins and ESPN guys hated him cause he wasn't vaccinated. So I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers, but boy, did he let me down. He yeah. didn't, he missed a lot of uh, open receivers. One and done again, one Super Bowl for the great Aaron Rodgers, who's 38. And he was also talking, he was also being asked about, uh, about his future. Would he be back in Green Bay? And uh, I, I, I don't know. I know he's not going to quit. He's too good. He's going to win the MVP and he seems to uh, enjoy the job as well, but he might want out of Green Bay, which will be interesting. 
back to Tom Brady before we uh, move on. Sure. Um, two things. Um, obviously, it's his own fault, but he trusted Antonio Brown. He recruited him. You know, he recruited him to New England and to Tampa. Most people knew that Antonio Brown was a piece of garbage, that he has quit on every team he's played on. He's backstabbed coaches and players. But still, Brady saw the talent, so he literally let him live with him for a while. And he was an integral part of the team when they won the Super Bowl last year. They needed him this year, but we all saw what happened. He took his clothes off. Meltdown, yeah. He, He had a breakdown, a meltdown, and quit. And... You thought maybe, you know, oh, everyone said, oh, it's a mental illness thing. Um, I don't think so. He says he's not got no mental health issues. He's just an asshole. That's all. Some people are just born assholes, and that's Antonio Brown. But even by his standard, this was uh, obnoxious. After the game, he tweeted. I mean, I don't think it was on t- uh, Twitter. Wasn't it on? Um, oh, it was on Instagram. Instagram post. Yeah. An Instagram post which is remarkably, think of all the Tampa fans. I mean, you saw the players, you saw the coaches. They're just, it is devastating. You lose at home a game you were favored to win. You had a chance to play a, a, a another home game after this yep. for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it was a pretty a big, pretty, pretty amazing opportunity. They blew it. They lost. And he tweets out this, uh, is that a meme? Yep, it's a meme, and it's a picture of him. Um, but yes, picture of him when he ran across the field shirtless yep. and someone uh, uh, put a sign like he's holding hands. a sign. Yeah. It says Bucks, Bucks eliminated yeah. with a big smiling Antonio Brown. What a dick. It's Complete honest dick. God. I mean, I, I, I can appreciate a good troll job, but this the reason that one of the reasons the Bucks are eliminated is because you quit on them. And then you're boasting and bragging that the Bucks were eliminated? God, is that obnoxious. And obviously, it's Brady's own fault. He trusted the guy. He brought him there. He, you know, And Brown quit on him, so you can't say, oh, poor Tom Brady. But if this punk had played, I think Tampa Bay wins that game. I think he you're needed, right. He needed another weapon. He needed a weapon. He needed a weapon, and that guy's a pretty damn good weapon. Uh, on to, uh, back to... Um, Back to uh, Tom Curran's tweet, and I swear to God, Carano, I was thinking this, and I was thinking of tweeting it because I just sat there for three and a half hours and was, you know, entertained as I was as entertained as you could be. Just it, what an emotional ride! What fun that comeback was! Uh, I mean, they they blew it, they lost it, but still, it was a blast. And I'm thinking, how many guys? Who else has provided this kind of entertainment for me uh, in the last? Uh, 20 years. I mean, it's, it's not even, and I'm, and, and I was trying to put it in perspective to say like, he's, you know, I don't want to say like, Oh, thank you, Tom, for the memories. But <laughs> you should definitely tweet that out. <laughs> I, I, well, did you see, I see, uh, was it, it was on a pregame halftime, the NBC, uh, CBS show with Boomer size and Nate Burleson who thinks, uh, earthquakes are caused by climate change. Very smart guy. Bill Cower, uh, Phil Sims. And they're going to break after they do an analyze, and and Bill Cowher yells, "We love you, Tom." Oh Jesus! I didn't see that, but come on, guys. you're, you're growing. We love man. you, Tom. I mean, I, I I I appreciate. This is why you watch sports. That's what we talked about last week. Like, if you don't like sports, if you don't watch sports, what did you do this weekend? And what is wrong with you? It was just so entertaining. Um, 
But um, anyway. But the question uh, is, has anybody else? I'm going to just get the tweet from Tom Curran because he he said it. uh, And again, I was thinking of thinking the same thing. Uh, But he beat me to it. And he's, he's, let me find it. You don't have Tom Curran tweet in front of you because I responded. And I was um, making my list, making my list. No one has provided more uh, – Tom Brady and assorted teammates have provided more great television than anyone else who's ever provided great television in television history. I I said, that is so true, and there is no close second. I mean, I was trying to think of, like, this is television history. I was going to say in the last 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. TV is so much better now with high def and everything else. You have big screens that no one provided this kind of entertainment, you know, 50 years ago, I don't think. I mean, one person nominated Johnny Carson. And I'm sure Carson, you know, he was certainly better than the clowns they have on late night now, but just thrills, just television thrills. Who would be in the conversation? I said Tiger would be second, but he's a distant second. Brady. I mean, again, he won seven Super Bowls. He lost a couple, too. I mean, he's he just a guy who every year in in you know, January and February had you riveted to your seat and, and, and not knowing you know what he was going to do next. And yesterday, I don't know if it's the last time we'll see something that exciting, but he was down 27-3, and he was seriously undermanned, and the, the Rams were rolling and riding high, and you're saying – he really can't come back from that, can he? Yeah, and I think regionally this is definitely the case. Like, definitely around here, nobody else in the yeah. last 25 years. That Absolutely. But but it might be nationally the case as well. I can't think of any one person. And the reason why is because the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. So he right. has direct control, really a lot of control over wins and losses. You can't think of it like even if a, pitch, a pitcher or in baseball had that type of career, well, still they only pitch every, every five days. And then every right. other sport is such a team sport. You don't... It, I mean, basketball, you have dominant players, but LeBron, who's the best player in the world probably right now, still, maybe, is like, is he goes from team to team. He hasn't been in one place for that long, so he's only provided that amount of energy. I mean, for he's one obviously place, won so. his share of titles, but I can't think of a moment where I just came out of my seat, and I hate him anyway, but lots of people agree, uh, agreed that Tiger would be up there, and I realize some people aren't golf fans, but, you know, that's, again, in this high def era where the masters is the best TV show there is. Cause they limit the commercials and they have great, you know, just great technology, camera work and everything else. Uh, Tiger would be on the list, but beyond that, I mean, people, a lot of people said, uh, Michael Jordan, but I don't really, I mean, it's, he played a lot of games that weren't on national TV. And if they were, they weren't must see where 40 million people sat in front of the TVs and said, I got to see what he does next. Um, an interesting one. One guy nominated Donald Trump. <laughs> and I was never an Apprentice fan. I didn't really yeah. watch The Apprentice. His press conferences were pretty entertaining. It's good or bad, but uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't 20 years. No, you know, it wasn't two decades of entertainment. It's, it's uh, and there's my, my Johnny, um, Johnny Carson guy, Bird and Magic. But as you said, the, those they played... They didn't even play. They played twice a year right. in the regular season, and then they played in the finals, what, three times? Yes. Um, they didn't play that often. Brady's just done it every winter for, for 20 years. And you keep and the reason it's so riveting is you're saying, 
it's got to it's got to end here. You know, it has to end here for two. Either he sucks or he gets hurt. One or the other. That's how careers end. You know, Peyton Manning in the end, he won a Super Bowl his last year. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. He was hurt. He was banged up. He he looked terrible. He knew it. He quit. Brady's not even close to that. You know, I'm watching yesterday. I'm saying he's going to get, you know, you lose whatever, 35 to three. And then the questions would be like, is he done? But you're going to say, you're going to ask, is he done after that comeback? Yeah. And the, and the stakes keep getting higher every year. Even since he was maybe 36 or 37 years old, the, when is Brady going to retire talk started then. So we're talking for the last seven, eight, nine years, the stakes just keep getting higher and higher. Cause we're like, how can he go another year? How can he go another year? He's so old. Um, well, doesn't diminish. Uh, you know, I don't think he's quitting, but I do no. think uh, we have some. Uh, I think the the league, the sport, will be in pretty good hands when he does. Sure. When Rogers leaves too, because man, the one on one battle, the mano a mano battle of uh, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes was breathtaking. Uh, it was amazing. It was heartbreaking because I was rooting hard for the Bills, but Josh Allen had an amazing game i believe in his last two games he has nine touchdown passes and zero picks that would be five against the patriots and four against the uh, chiefs in kansas city he's just a phenomenal player he'll never be playing when he's 44 because yeah. he's uh, runs the he's ball too aggressive and, and yeah he doesn't mind getting the hit he doesn't slide all the time he lowers his head uh but he was it, it was great to watch unfortunately i was really rooting for the bills because i'm i i yeah, the Chiefs are hateable. The Chiefs have lots of bad guys like Tyreek Hill and oh, yeah. Frank Clark and 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 Britt Reed. He's not on the staff anymore, but they just have some real low quality people, so they're easy to root against. But I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a couple stats here okay. before we move on. Did you watch this this game last night? Only watch only only pieces of it. It was just um, okay. Then I'm talking to you, and I say, "What is wrong with you? You missed it extremely." extremely entertaining show i was i don't do this much but i was like screaming i was like on i was like yelling it to you know my wife you got to see this because it was just just a incredible here's what happened in the last two minutes yep. of regulation and overtime the last two minutes of regulation got it and overtime josh allen went five for seven for 102 yards and two touchdowns patrick mahomes went 10 for 13 for 188 yards and two touchdowns in the last two minutes and overtime, he threw for 188 yards. Uh, he was amazing. The Buffalo defense just choked, man. They just choked. He, you have, they, they, they were 13 seconds away. There was 13 seconds on the clock and they had the lead and they kicked it out of the end zone, which was stupid. Sean McDermott, you screwed that up. You should have squibbed it. And then you gave up two plays. Uh, to uh, Travis Kelsey and boom field goal for uh, for Kansas City to send it into overtime. That was heartbreaking. And then Kansas City wins the coin flip and goes down and scores, and that's it. Josh Allen never gets to touch the ball again. Lots of uh, debates about uh, overtime rules, and I would say they should be different in the playoffs. I you saw get, I, both teams should touch it in the playoffs. Agreed. I saw a um, a commenter mention something pretty interesting that. In the last two plays of the game, why didn't the Buffalo defense just tackle all the receivers? Because what? Because time would have gone off the clock; they would have called a penalty. But who cares at that point? That's a, that's a good point. There's all. I mean, there's so many the second. Like, do it. So many second. Right, just hit them, hold them. Hold right, them. You, you, you penalty. And also, you know, you keep them in bounds. I never understand why you don't just have the defensive players 
Well, I'm protecting the sidelines right. and protecting deep. I mean, if they were throwing the middle and you tackle them, you know, for whatever, 15, 20 yards, so what? Um, but if they get behind you or they get out of bounds, then they get another play. That must just, I, I can't imagine living in Buffalo right now dealing with that kind of you got nothing else. Your city sucks. It's cold and dreary. (laughs) All you have is football. And and your your guy was just spectacular. Josh Allen was spectacular. And he goes home now. It's too bad. I was just looking at that draft. Josh Allen went seventh. It's a controversial kind of pick. He's from Wyoming. Uh, And Patrick Mahomes went tenth. Mm -hmm. Before those two guys were drafted, Baker Mayfield went number one. Sam Darnold and Mitch Trubisky were drafted ahead. I mean, and it's not like, it's not like Brady where no one saw it coming. When you look at Mahomes and Josh Allen, they're natural talent. I mean, obviously they're clutch and they're tough and they're they're creative. And I mean, they're, they're just great football players, but how did they look at Patrick Mahomes, the way he can throw the ball or Josh Allen? How do they look at those guys oh, no. and say, "No, we're going with Mitchell Trubisky"? Yeah, because he must have had the he had the tools, but he had the tools coming out of college. He can move really well. They they both move well. They're both fast. They both have accurate arms. Creative, exactly. Smart people. How do you? I don't I don't know how and, you missed those. And clutch. If you were wondering if they were clutch, you got your answer yesterday. It was amazing. I'm uh, I'm a Bengals fan now, rooting for the Bengals, even though. That game was ugly. Uh, it was nice of them to eliminate the Tennessee Titans, who are just not a enjoyable team to watch. Um, but Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and won the game. That's that's pretty ballsy. I'm I'm uh, rooting for him now. Rams Niners. I mean, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. How close we were to seeing a NFC title game, which was Brady versus Garoppolo, which would would have kept everyone in New England uh, interested, but. Rams, Niners. I've never no cared about either of those teams. I guess, I guess I'll, I don't know. I'll root for Jimmy G. He seemed like a nice guy. You know, the few times I talked to him, he was a nice guy. So I'll root for the Niners. I root for I'm Stafford. Definitely... Stafford's an underrated quarterback. He's had a good career. He was just in a bad city, and now right. he has a chance to do it. I hope he, I hope he wins. I, I'm rooting for it, him. It is amazing watching that, thinking that the Detroit Lions won like two games a year, you know, or whatever, three, four, five. They never went to the playoffs with that guy. I know. Who's, who's got, he is good and he's tough and he came through in the clutch yesterday and the Lions traded him for Jared Goff. Bizarre. But anyway, go Bengals. We will uh, be watching. Hopefully it will be as entertaining uh, next weekend as it was this weekend. But we got to get to uh, a few other things here. What am I doing now, Crown? Will you tell me? I just do a uh, pinch of light. Paint your life. Let's do paint your life. We've got a couple of new sponsors I'm very excited about. Uh, let me uh, tell you about paint your life. Making new, this is this is something that you got to pay attention to this because I am uh, learning about this and I'm very excited about this. Uh, but to, if you want to make memories last, I found the best way to hold on to memories by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. Now that we can get out and travel, go on vacations, fly places. Uh, I'm going to be doing that soon, by the way. I'll fill you in on that around on the, another day. But we, you want to celebrate some of your favorite times by turning our new memories into art. When I heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought, what a great idea for a gift for birthdays or, or weddings or anniversary. But I figured that must be so expensive. Not so. It is not too expensive. It is very affordable. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, where you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. 
Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. User-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in less than two weeks. Wow, I didn't even know it was that fast. Make the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding. Give meaningful, personal, personal, and it can be cherished forever. Um, at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love your final painting, your money will be refunded, guaranteed. And right now, uh, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. That's Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right. Uh, we doing uh, MD hearing it? Yes. We doing MD hearing it? Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, all right. Is anything out there making your ears hurt? Did you ever see? I mean, there was moments this was Tony Romo. I don't know. He was, he was okay. He was okay. But he can get a little screechy and talk a little bit too much. But you know what? I was watching the game and I kept having to turn the TV up. You know, you got to hear if you want to really enjoy these uh, these unbelievable moments like we saw over the weekend. Well, uh, let me tell you about MD hearing aids. You know, nine out of 10 people still buy hearing aids from clinics and pay $5,000, even though much more affordable options exist. That's why you got to check out MD hearing aid. MD hearing aid is an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD hearing aid Volt Plus model costs over 80% less than clinic hearing aids. Hearing aids require clinic-level uh, clinic care for best results. Clinic-level care comes from licensed hearing professionals. MD Hearing Aid brings clinic-level care right to you via telemedicine from doctors and licensed hearing professionals. MD, MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of his patients needed hearing aids but couldn't afford them. He made it his mission to develop quality hearing aid that anyone could afford. If you forget to take your hearing aids off in the shower, not to worry. The Volt Plus is water resistant and it's up to in, in up to three feet of water. Plus, it's rechargeable with battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. All right. Veterans love uh, MD hearing aid. Um, it, anyone loves it. It's just so much easier. You think it's so much work and it's so much money. Well, it's not. It's to get clinic level hearing aids for 80% less. Go to MD Hearing Aid. Go to MDHearingAid.com and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to get their buy one, get one at $299 each when you buy a pair deal. Plus, they are, they're adding a free extra charging case, a $100 value just for listeners to the Jerry Callahan Show. So head to MDHearingAid.com and use promo code Jerry and get there, buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you buy a peer, peer deal. That is mdhearingaid.com. All right, I got to get to this because uh, I'm struggling with this. I need, I, I'm going to listen to your advice, Carano, for a change. Finally. Right, there's, uh, there's people who are, uh, let's let me gloat for a minute. For almost two years now, and it's all it's all documented. We've done a lot of podcasts here. Uh, you know, we have been part of the resistance. You know, against lockdowns, against school closings, against mandates, against mask mandates, against the panic porn peddled by uh, that uh, evil elf, Dr. Fauci, 
I mean, it's been kind of a theme. And I, we did it every day for probably four or five months because that was all that was going on in the country was there was, there, there was this overreaction from uh, blue state governors and uh, mayors and now and the, uh, uh, the Biden administration who um, ignored the science, went with this uh, in, with these insane measures that destroyed the economy. I mean, I was screaming about shutting down uh, when they were shutting down restaurants and gyms. Mm -hmm. I did a whole podcast about a friend who owned a gym who did everything. It's a couple um, and they did everything they could to stay afloat. They had to separate the, the, the machines exercise by certain feet and move this. And then they, and they, and they'd struggled. And then Baker here just kept putting in more measures and put them out of business. Yeah. Many gyms, many restaurants we talk about all the time have been put out of business by the government. And it wasn't because of the pandemic. It wasn't because of the virus. It was because of the insane overreaction to the virus. As I've said many times, you'll see restaurants in Boston, in New York that are gone. If they were in Florida, they would be alive today. That's if they right. were in Texas, they would be booming. The business would be fine. These people went bankrupt because of their government and their government's insane unconstitutional overreaction to a virus it's even worse now with omicron because people aren't dying and we're still doing it we still now have a vax mandate in boston i saw two protests over the weekend people are rising up all over the place people are saying this is crazy to destroy small business destroy the economy but these people like mayor wu in boston or or, or whoever eric adams in new york or the governors gavin newsom and charlie baker they don't care said it many times okay here's my question okay people people are coming around they're they starting to say what i've been saying for almost two years they're starting to say what people we've had on this show we've had on you know jesse kelly and buck sexton and jordan Schachtel, who is one of the first we got to get him back on because he was one of the mm -hmm. first he came on this show in the early days of the pandemic and said this they can't do this this is crazy shutting down the country for this virus Anyway, people are now realizing it. They're realizing Fauci's full of crap. They realize that egomaniac who, uh, who who has made a fortune, who has never missed a paycheck, um, never talks about natural immunity, never talks about fitness and health and eating right, getting in shape. Just all he talks about is doubling down. He did it this weekend, talking about he did. masking kids again. Again, I'm first of all, I ask this all the time, who's still interviewing him? Well, he's got his friends on, you know, CBS and CNN. Secondly, who's listening? Who is listening to Dr. Fauci? If you are, then you have not been paying attention. Some people, uh, again, and we, we, you and I talked about it before we started recording, people, you know, Chuck Todd's are coming around. And, but this woman, Barry Weiss, yes. used to work at the New York Times. Yep. She was supposed to be, <laughs> she wasn't, uh, uh, quite radical enough to to last at the at the new york times they didn't like her because she didn't you know despise trump and everyone who voted for trump she wasn't you know full-blown you know communist so they didn't like her she got squeezed out they were it's, it was a big deal became a substack star went to substack and she's been successful but she was you know hardcore liberal hardcore lefty of course she worked at the new york times but she goes on with bill maher and goes on this rant for Two minutes, two minutes about how she's done with the pandemic and where, you know, this, all this stuff is wrong. We have to live our lives and all this. And it was literally, you know, something that I've been saying that 
that all the, you know, all those guys, uh, Jordan Schachtel and Buck Sexton have been saying for almost two years. And it's good to hear that they're finally admitting they're wrong, that Fauci's, uh, uh, is, is, is wrong about everything. But where you been? Where you been? I mean, why did it take this long for you to realize that, you know, masking six-year-olds or, or vaccinating six-year-olds is crazy. If you're a leftist, though, you're, you're taught to believe in the government. You're taught to believe in what the government tells you, that, that they are looking out for you and looking out for your best interest. It's really hard to pull the wool um, away from your eyes and see that, no, they're, they're in it for their own power. Like you're, and they don't live by the same rules that you do. That, that's hard for any leftist to see that. And, and it is uh, amazing that some of them, you know, they, they just now realizing that these, the toll that the government restrictions and measures have taken is, is bad for the country. And sometimes they say it because it hits too close to home. Like, oh, my kid can't stand the mask. I'm like, wait, what about everyone else's kid? You know, my, they made my kid eat lunch outside. I'm like, yeah, they do that in a lot of places. Why don't you wake up? They've been doing stupid stuff like that for two years. Yes. But, and, and I've been giving Bill Maher credit because he was ahead of most of these, you know, these Johnny come lately's and he's been kind of challenging the establishment for a while now, at least, you know, a year. Uh, and I'm sure he's, you know, heard a lot of grief from his, uh, lefty friends, especially out there in Hollywood. And he's the, you know, on, by contrast, you have Stephen Colbert doing skits with actual guys dressed up as syringes. <laughs> That's right. Skits and, and singing songs about getting vaccinated. Well, Mar- I mean, you have some of the craziest lockdown lunatics. Mar, it works for Wa- Mar because he walks the line of he'll still say we did what we needed to do with Biden, and that's get Trump out of office. Like still, right. he'll still say that stuff. So we, it kind of gives him a little bit more um, leeway to say these things, which uh, you go against the, yeah, the you lockdown. You're right, because mm, he will never stop hating Trump. No, so they won't. love that about him. That's the most important thing. It is. But when you think about it, you got all these late night guys, these Seth Myers and Jimmy Kimmel's, literally, you know, reading talking points from the White House, getting their emails from the White House, and read, I mean, Nancy Pelosi sent talking points to Stephen Colbert, yes. and he reads them. So they are literally doing the bidding, doing the the communicating for the Biden regime, and they are never going to give up on you know Fauci. They don't care how corrupt he is, how many. Tens of millions he's made. They don't care. And it is it is a weird phenomenon. When you look back, you're going to say, so Hollywood and, you know, uh, act, um, actors and actresses and musicians and, and, and screen, uh, Springsteen and Rage Against the Machine, they were all working for the government, you know, working in in cooperation with the Biden regime? Yeah, they were. And they were all, I mean, the, the guy, Eric Clapton, who questioned, you know, vax mandates, he was a pariah. You know, what's wrong with Eric Clapton? He doesn't believe in masking kids and shutting down businesses. It is a bizarre thing when you realize that the people who used to be anti-establishment are are never going to give up their support of the establishment. It's like they're, they're, it's, it's, <laughs> they're committed to supporting big tech, big pharma, you know, and, and the, the, you know, the, the party that controls the house, the Senate and the, and the white house. I know scary they, times. They have all the levers of power and they still have, you know, late night comics and Saturday night live and, 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 and all these, you know, alleged rock and roll, you know, these rebels, uh, they're on the side of the establishment. I mean, I, and you anyway. said big tech, but like all the communication platforms, but even Google, Google is where the majority of the country 
does their search. Be, uh, majority of the world does their search on Google, right. the Google search, but also on YouTube. It's the number two most searched uh, site in the world. So Google has a tremendous amount of power to shape what we see, the knowledge that we see when we're looking for something. And they're, they're all on the same side. They were given talking points to late night. It's like, it's nuts. It's a weird world. It's amazing. This, and, we, and we don't have to play it, but Saturday Night Live, this was, uh, what, three days yeah. after Biden's disastrous speech, perhaps the worst, I mean, uh, press conference, perhaps the worst presidential press conference ever. Two hours of rambling incoherence, idiocy, and, you know, minor incursion from uh, just, just a disaster. They're open. They're cold open. Was Laura, they made was Laura Ingram pretending to you know the actress what's it Kate McKinnon pretending to be longer Ingram and they made fun of Ted Cruz uh, they made fun of Jokat no, Novak's Djokovic Djokovic uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah him and and uh, Donald Trump yeah and I'm like what well, did I miss some Donald Trump and the same guy plays Trump at Biden and they're open was this idiotic thing about Trump doing word, what do you call the word play thing? Is it thing? Wordle? Yeah, I can't. I don't word. even. It's so awful. I can't even describe how awful and how unfunny and just stupid it is. But um, back to Barry Weiss with right. Bill Maher. All right. You tell me, is this courage? Is this courage in 2022? Absolutely. Number one, uh, you you hit the nail on the head there with going against her own establishment people. Like she's going to be a pariah with all her friends and family, at least with you and me. We tended to surround ourselves with a little bit more skeptical group of people. She did not. So yes, it's courageous. And two, no, I mean, it doesn't give it doesn't help us at all to give her shit for it. We should, we need to build bridges to stop the onslaught from the government of taking our rights away. And any advocates that we can we can bring on board, we need to do it. I think we're winning. Let's be honest. We're winning and it's simple. The reason we're winning is we should have been winning, you know, almost two years ago. Mm. They should have never shut down schools. They no. should have never closed restaurants. I mean, I'm just looking at it. They estimated it was a, a year and a half ago when they started shutting down restaurants. There was almost no transmission in restaurants. Right. It's like airplanes. Planes, you don't transmit the virus on planes. They have the air circulating through. There are like almost no cases, known cases of people uh, transmitting the virus on an airplane. And they were shutting down flights and they shut down restaurants and put people out of business, bankrupted families with no science to support it, you know? And and we've said it many times. They told you to go home, stay inside where everyone, where the majority of the cases are transmitted, stay inside, you know, get takeout, you know, or go to McDonald's. We'll leave that open right. for a virus that really affects fat people. They told you to go home and get fat. You know, they told you they shut down gyms and closed parks and basketball courts and told you to go home and get fat. I mean, the government has been and all, so and, wrong and, the, and it's cost people their lives. And all the biggest companies in the world made so much money. Uh, you think about like Amazon, all people ordering the, the record, you know, record earnings. And then these huge pharmaceutical companies make so much money, even like Netflix or like streaming services. They made so much money just because you're home. You're not going out anymore. So you got all the all the powerful, rich companies in the world who benefited. All the mom and pop shops got screwed. Yeah, and they still say, "Oh, you might need a fourth shot." That's that idiot Fauci was talking about a fourth shot. Yeah. Get another booster. Uh -huh. I mean, I think it's time Fauci started spelling his name with a P. P F A U C. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that make sense? Because yes. he's going to be one of those guys. That, he will. What is there? Nine new billionaires at Pfizer or in uh, Big Something Pharma? Like that, yeah. Nine guys. Nine people. Have become billionaires 
at Big Pharma since they started peddling the vaccine. But let's get to Barry Weiss. Let's listen to some of her uh, rant that got such praise. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you, Carano. It took courage because she's probably not going to get invited to all the, the same parties that she used to when she was uh, at the New York Times. And they and uh, we need people like her. We need more people like her speaking out. But let's listen to Barry uh, Weiss with Bill Maher. I'm done. With this question? No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all okay, do it. Well, well, here's the thing. A lot no, of us, we didn't all do it. A lot it. of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be you know, smeared as a Trumper. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago and you will f find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. She goes on from there, of course. It was, but... uh, that was good. I mean, she pointed out the stat that I've been saying for like, I don't know, it's probably been a year that the uh, trips to the emergency room for girls attempting suicide were up 51%. Yes. Kids are hurting themselves, killing themselves, doing drugs. And Fauci and Rich, Rochelle Lewinsky never mentioned that. You think back of all the times you've seen Fauci hurt him. I mean, it's been thousands. All he does is, you know, sit there in the green room waiting to go on TV. That's why we pay him 450000 a year. But when has he ever talked about the damage it does to kids? And that would be that would be way more honest too. If if he just said, "Hey, listen, there's a cost to this cure. We think the cost outweighs. Uh, we think the cure is outweighs the cost. But this will do damage to the economy. This will do. You know, people are going to be isolated. That's going to hurt them mental health wise. So we need to find support structures for that. If he if they ever would have been honest about that in the first place, it would have it would have bought them some credibility. But they never it's, did. It's 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 so true. They've been so dishonest. I often wonder, like. Doesn't everyone have their breaking point? I mean, now when you see Fauci and you listen to these, like uh, th this Hochul, I know we have the sound, I don't know if we have the time, Hochul, the mayor, uh, the yes. governor of New York, saying, what's the big deal wearing a mask for a kid? It's like putting on sneakers. I mean, that is so insulting. If you're a parent and you have to force your six-year-old to wear a mask eight hours a day and they can't, and you say, it's just like wearing sneakers. Well, first of all, no, it's mayor, not. governor, first of all, sneakers serve a purpose. <laughs> and secondly, they don't, gag your breathing i mean what an idiotic comparison and there was i read a story over the weekend about how speech uh the development of speech in young kids has been so affected by this that kids aren't learning to speak properly because they can't see their teacher or their friends that everyone's muzzled did you see that tweet i, I retweeted uh, benny johnson over the weekend where it's a it's a a yearbook photo from a class of second graders mm. in Oregon. That's right. And all the photos, their class pictures, they're all masked. Kids, seven-year-olds. Sick. For a picture. 
I mean, I realize Oregon is nuts, but what kind of adult? I mean, we're I think we're learning just how there are some real bad people out there and, and some are teachers, some are principals, some are politicians that don't mind abusing kids. This is child abuse. You're forcing young girls to hurt themselves. You're forcing kids to struggle to speak and you do it with pleasure. You know, you do it proudly and you go, I, I often look at that. I tell you all that all the time when I see parents and their kids are masked up and their kids are like seven and they're walking around the city and I go, what is, I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? You intentionally harm your own child. We got just, Danny, sorry, Danny here in the chat saying they make, uh, th uh, uh, saying I can attest to this. They make my three-year-old mask at school and I'm noticing issues with his speech. <laughs> three-year-old Jesus. It's, it's crazy. Oh, but this God, is what happens. So, so, so a, a government schools are going to be as evil as the government that's controlling it. It's just the way it is. That's so public education is going to be this way. And I would ad highly advocate taking your kid out of public school and putting them. Oh, in they are. People are in droves. I know. Uh, yeah. The problem is it's a monopoly. Like the, it's, it's not, a, it's an unfair competition because you know, the public schools can have tax dollars. So, so it's hard to, it's hard to have some competition there, but, but there are private schools and there's homeschooling option. I know that's not an option for everybody, but there's homeschool groups too, but I, I just public education is like, is a big failure. Fauci has done wonders for uh, private schools yes. and for homeschooling. I mean, those are both booming. As I you know, I've said to friends of mine with young kids, I said, you, you, you got to put them in Catholic. Even if you're not Catholic. No, I mean, it's still a, be you, still a better option. Catholic school, at least they could breathe. Yes. You know, <laughs> they won't take class pictures with masks on to make some neurotic teacher or some neurotic principal feel better. I mean, it's amazing. You don't do this for the child. You do it for yourself. You do. Because you're selfish. You're a narcissist. You're a neurotic. You're a virtue signaler. So you harm kids and you do it with pleasure. It's and it doesn't sick. even help you. It's not stopping the spread of the disease. So it is completely, is completely a virtue signal. And it's, com it's completely about power. It doesn't help well, you at it was, all. It was, uh, uh, I thought it was going to be a big weekend for the pro-vax crowd because Meatloaf died and he was anti-vax mandate. We don't know whether he's vaccinated. But yeah, we don't know. There were liberals dancing on his grave on social media. And then Aaron Rodgers lost. Uh, so they were feeling good. The, 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 the Howard Stern, Stephen Colbert, pro-government, pro-authoritarian, pro-Fauci crowd were, feel, were feeling pretty good. Um, um, you know, we'll see how it goes from here. But it, you, you just said it all when you think about it. If it worked like masking or if it worked like locking down, if it worked, then we might have a debate. Like, right. Because you have the risk and reward and this, this worth you know, destroying the economy. For, but if it doesn't work, why are we having this discussion at all? God, it's maddening. It's maddening. I'm glad I don't have little kids who are getting abused at school. Uh, but lots of people do, and they're waking up. And I'm, and it's good to see. It's good to hear. Barry Weiss, she's said, when, I mean, what she said right there was her liberal friends aren't going to like this. They're not going to like it. She told the truth. That's right. You know, she told the truth. And I do like Bill Maher saying, you know, said some of us, you know, did everything we were told to do. And Bill Maher says, I didn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. She sprayed her groceries. I mean, well, actually, but I, but I feel for her because I did in the, in the first two months of the pandemic, my wife and I were the same way. I told you, cause we just didn't know. And everybody in the material that we were getting, the information we were getting was this is catastrophic. So we right. were afraid, but then after that, like you start well, to you realize some, of the getting data. some information, yes, exactly. And data. Exactly. I mean, it, it's amazing. The people who claim to be pro-science are the ones ignoring the data. That's you right. know, they're ignoring 
the fact that Omicron isn't killing people, that people, most, that young people don't even know they have it when they get it. And in, and essentially it's a good thing as some scientists have said, it's crowding out the other variants. Yes. Omicron has given people the immunity they need. And, you know, maybe remember when we used to be able to say herd immunity? We, without getting, we can't say that. We're not allowed to say that anymore. No. You know, I mean, and think of the madness of this guys like Alex Berenson, big, uh, he's written books and pamphlets about the virus. He's kicked off Twitter, kicked off social media for saying uh, things that are accepted truth right now. Things that, that people, you know, like Barry Weiss is saying now. He's still banned by Twitter for That's saying right. things like, you know, vaccinated people can still spread the illness. That used to get, we had things taken down from YouTube. YouTube for, strikes. Yes, exactly. For saying things that are accepted now by everybody. Yes. It's just, it's good that people are finally coming around, but hell, what took you so long? All right, I got to do Shay, and then we got to wrap this sucker up, Carano. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? You know, we do have the precast podcast. <laughs> well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. That went fast. It's a Monday. I know. It is a Monday. Well, we'll say goodbye to the stream, but we can continue as long as we want, of course. All right. Well, we'll say goodbye to stream and to our friends on Locals, and uh, then we will wrap this sucker up. How's that? Sounds good. All right. I'm still uh, I'm still uh, hungover from my weekend of uh, Jesus. football watching and uh, that roller coaster ride. But I will say this. I did, I did manage to watch a couple episodes of Ozark, and I love that show, Carano. It's almost the... You might have to get a TV. I know you don't have I a TV. I have a TV. Actually, we, we just bought, a couple months ago, we just bought this beautiful 55-inch, put it up on the mantle above our fireplace, new couch, awesome setup, sound bar, the works. Uh, I like Ozark. I just uh, I just wanted, I knew they were going to keep going, and I really like to see, uh, once it's complete, I like to watch the uh, entire thing. Uh, well, they dropped seven episodes, which is the best part. I thought they would drop one, and I was going to go, I hate watching just yeah, one. Yeah, I get hooked. So they dropped seven episodes on Friday night. We watched two i think and then another one on saturday and some three episodes and it's great it's just dark and it's just you know the the the, the acting jason bateman's a He's great actor and so is laura linney yeah, it's just well done i'm i'm officially putting it in my top five favorite shows of all wow. time we, we can do this another day when we have more time but nothing will ever displace all in the family at, the, at number one but i do have my my five 
best, and uh, Ozark is. I mean, that's tough. Sopranos, Breaking Bad. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of good ones up there. I don't know. Yes, I don't know if it true. gets that high. Sopranos, The Shield, The Shield. The good. I got to put in there too. That's a great, five, great like show. Uh, but back to masks quickly. Oh yes. <laughs> it, it depends where you are. It's funny when you talk to um, who was I talked to, and they were in New Hampshire. Just like, I don't know if it was a mall or store, but just a store. But they said, you cross the line and it's all different. Everyone's there. It is. So you're, you know, this imaginary line that separates one state from another. Somehow we treat COVID differently. That's right. One state than the other. And the, the red states, places like where you are, they're right and we're wrong. In, in Washington state, Washington state's obviously a not so liberal place. John Stockton, who might be the, the biggest legend certainly from that school he's at yes. gonzaga he went to gonzaga and then he went on to be an nba hall of famer so he goes to the gonzaga basketball games they took his tickets away season tickets kicked them out yes because he wouldn't wear a mask during the game that's right does anything look dumber by the way when all the players are unmasked the coaches are unmasked and then there'll be like an equipment guy or in the case of la and the rams the cheerleaders are masked but the players or a guy like andy reed who's really fat and old he's not wearing a mask but like the guy next to him who's an equipment guy has to wear a mask then the media after the game aaron andrews and interview the quarterback or or uh, you know whoever uh and they'll stand like 12 feet apart because you know coronavirus yes then as soon as the camera stop they hug yes <laughs> or the players there'll be a player it'll be whoever matt stafford he'll hug every player on the team every player on the other team and then when he goes to an interview, he has to stand 15 feet away. It's nuts. It's so just so transparent. It's just theater. And everyone knows it at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're exactly right. Everybody knows it. People are seeing it. People are questioning it. They, they look at the optics are so bad for that side. It looks so hypocritical that, yeah, I mean, they, they're just there. The best thing to do now is laugh at them. Um, I know, unless they, uh, you know, affect your life. I was walking by the Boston Garden and they had a protest. It was all cops and firemen who've been fired or suspended. I don't think they've been fired yet by the mayor for not being vaxxed, even though most of them have COVID, had COVID, have natural immunity. And the mayor, of course, doesn't care that these people were on the front lines, that these people were out there doing their job, going to work, unlike Everybody in City Hall, the cops and firemen went to work, got COVID, got natural immunity, and now she wants to fire and them. And that was, they were doing that during the during peak fear too. So for the first six months of the of the of the outbreak was when we had the least amount of data, and they still were doing their jobs, going out even though everybody was afraid. They did uh, it. Unlike so. unlike teachers, unlike bureaucrats, right. unlike the, I mean, City Hall is still empty. Yeah. These people, it's we're going on a two year vacation for some of them, where they are working remotely. But the cops and firemen had to go to work, and the nurses had to go to work, and now the reward is these crazy liberals, you know, political hacks are going to fire them. So I understand the passion and the anger, and they're there. They've got signs, and they're screaming, and they're going to the mayor's house, and they're doing it because their career is being threatened and, and ruined by, by this one little petty tyrant in the mayor's office so that i mean they're not going to stop and i think they're winning too i think people are looking at it and saying wait we're going to fire it cop who went to work like never took a day off for covid got covid got better now he's doing his job and you're saying no we want to get rid of you because 
because why you wouldn't take an, an injection an injection that you know you don't need <sighs> all right all right all right before uh I go off again. Yes. We should uh, wrap this up. Toronto, anything else? No, I think that's, I mean, there's plenty of other things to talk about. There's Tom Hanks and, uh, oh, yeah, um, Tom Hanks and is... Chuck Todd <laughs> stuff and, uh, and all, all sorts of things, but that can, we can either talk about it tomorrow or, I don't know. you know, it's going to be funny or fun. Or, I don't know. It's funny, but it's going to be amazing to watch is all the liberal hard, you know, establishment people like Tom Hanks who are going to be supporting, you know, war in Ukraine. I know. <laughs> war. War in Eastern Europe, sending troops, and you're going to hear these people who used to be, you know, anti-war, used to be uh, skeptical of, of, of power in, in, in D.C. are going to be supporting this foolish, this foolishness in Ukraine where Biden will be protecting his investment and his son's, uh, he will. His son's fortune. And I, I tell you what, I don't think the public's going to be in on I think they're going to, you know, certainly, you know, Bruce Springsteen and, and Rage Against the Machine, they're all in. With they're the in the war. war. Yeah, oh yeah, no question. Yeah. But the public, the people, the, the I don't think people are going to be so gung-ho about going to war, especially after the way they saw how Biden handled uh, the evacuation in uh, the surrender in Afghanistan. But we will keep an eye on that and everything else that is unfolding, including all the people who are coming around to our side, Carano. Finally. All the people... Pretty soon they're going to be apologizing to us, and then uh, they're going to be saying, you know, stop, stop forcing the vaccine on everybody. Just let's move on. Let's just get on with our lives. It is time, as Barry Weiss said, but it is time to leave it there. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Carano reads them all, right? You read them all. I all do. The yeah, and I, yeah. If, if I respond yeah. if it's relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I do. I, I read them. Yeah. All right. Well, good job, Corano. Thank you. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.